0: Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover-to-Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 321 of Reading the Bible Cover-to-Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that shows us your love. Help us receive your love as we read today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Luke chapter 10. He sends 70 men out to heal the sick and minister to the people. They had a similar experience as the 12 disciples. They were ecstatic when they came back to tell Jesus about it. Before they went, he gave them instructions. Twice he told them to tell the people, the kingdom of God has come close to you. The power they were operating in was God's power. This power is also available to us and is something we can meditate on today. In verses 18 and 19, Jesus said, I saw Satan falling like a lightning flash from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you. Even though this is amazing, Jesus told them that something was much more wonderful than all of this. And that is that our names are enrolled in heaven. We are chosen to know Jesus, believe in him, and love him and the Father. We could have been chosen for something else. Let us praise God today that he chose us to know him. We have just read about Tyre and Sidon in Ezekiel and the destruction God planned for them because they sinned against his people. In verse 13, Jesus said that Chorazin and Bethsaida were in worse shape than Tyre and Sidon because the many miracles they witnessed were not enough to soften their hearts to believe in him. Again, I love how our reading plan combines the New and Old Testaments for a better understanding of God's Word. Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan. And while we know this story and read it many times, remember that Samaritans were considered the pagan people. And yet Jesus tells of the compassion in the heart of a Samaritan that far exceeded that of a priest and Levite from the tribe of Levi. Let us pray for more compassion to see where God would like to use us in someone else's life. Last, we read the story of Mary and Martha. Martha was a server. She was too busy and overly occupied, according to the word. We may fall into this category as well. She asked Jesus to intervene and tell her sister to help her, but the Lord told her that Mary chose the good portion. She chose to sit at Jesus' feet and be fed by him. May we be like Mary today and allow Jesus to feed our souls. I'm excited to dive into the book of Revelations again today. John the disciple writes this book. It is a book of divine revelations given to him. I encourage you to read the introduction in your Bible because it will outline the different interpretations. Some believe the book relates to the first century alone. Some see it as primarily historical. Some view it as the ageless struggle between good and evil, God and the enemy, while others think the first three chapters are historical and the rest is yet to be fulfilled. Then there is the question about the interpretation of the thousand years. Some think of it as figurative and some regard it as literal. Whatever your view, we study this book repeatedly and continue to find new truths we can apply to our own lives. Jesus is the main character and theme in this book. Chapter 1 is an introduction. John is given a message to be relayed to the seven churches in Asia. At the time of his vision, he was banished to the island of Patmos for spreading the word of God. In verse 3, he writes, Blessed, Happy to be envied is the man who reads aloud in the assemblies the word of this prophecy. And blessed, happy to be envied are those who hear it read and who keep themselves true to the things which are written in it, heeding them and laying them to heart for the time for them to be fulfilled is near. We will study this chapter and learn more about God's heart through his son Jesus, who reveals the mysteries of his kingdom through his servants, the angels, giving John these visions. John hears Jesus say he is the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and he was instructed to write down everything he saw in his vision and send his writing to the seven churches in Asia. Several references from the Old Testament are given at the end of verses 13 through 17. I encourage you to take a few minutes and look them up. You will see again how the Old and New Testaments are so intertwined. John sees Jesus, whose hair and head were white as snow, whose eyes were like fire, his feet glowed like bronze in a fiery furnace, and his voice sounded like many waters. We can only imagine the power of God. I would imagine we would be extremely frightened by his might and power, yet he told John not to be afraid. As mighty as he is, he is always thinking of our comfort. In verses 17 and 18, he said, I am the first and the last and the ever-living one. I am living in the eternity of eternities. I died, but see, I am alive forevermore, and I possess the keys of death and Hades, the realm of the dead. Jesus died and is alive and all-powerful forever. He explains that the seven stars John saw are the seven ministers of the churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches to whom the message was to be given. May we see his magnificent love and power as we read the words in this book? Let's see what Ezekiel is writing in chapter 29. The Lord told Ezekiel to prophesy against Egypt. He was given this prophecy one year before the final siege of Judah. As we know, Egypt held Israelites captive for 400 years, yet Judah still believed they could rely on them in times of trouble. God warned them not to rely on any other nations. They were to depend on him and him alone, but the people became desperate and asked for Egypt's help to fight Babylon. Their hearts had grown cold and all their actions led them into Babylonian exile. Meanwhile, the Egyptians were filled with pride. God told Ezekiel to speak against the Pharaoh because he believed he was invincible. Verse 3 says, My river Nile is my own, and I have made it for myself. He was another leader who thought he was godlike. God promised destruction would come to them, and they would never rise to great stature again. In verse 17, Ezekiel starts prophesying against Tyr again. This prophecy came about 16 years after the one about Egypt. God rewarded Babylon with the wealth of Egypt because there was almost nothing gained from Tyr. We have to remember that God used Babylon as his instrument to bring judgment to his people and all the surrounding nations. No less than three times does God say, They shall know, understand, and realize that I am the Lord God who demands loyalty and obedient service. May we come to fully understand and realize that God is the great I am. Chapter 30 goes on to tell about the destruction God plans for Egypt. He will destroy their idols and show them he is the Lord, God of all, and they will fear him. The Lord is against Pharaoh and will make him defenseless against the strong armor of Babylon. And again we read, They shall know, understand, and realize that I am the Lord, the sovereign ruler who calls forth loyalty and obedient service. God is still in control of the nations today. May we turn our hearts to him. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 140. David writes this Psalm, His enemies are hunting him, likely when Saul sought his life. He was on the run for his life, but his confidence in God's watch over him is strong as he writes in verse 7, O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, you have covered my head in the day of battle. I love the last part of the last verse of the psalm, the upright shall dwell in your presence before your very face. Our everyday prayer can be to dwell in God's presence. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for your word that continues to teach us more about your love for us. Father, help us receive your love in all its fullness. Help us praise and worship you more every day. May we sit at your feet and dwell in your presence, most gracious God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's Word.